Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Project Purple podcast. I'm Dino Varelli, founder and CEO of Project Purple. And today we're back in the studio. We've got a guest in the studio, which hasn't happened in a while, but I've got sitting across from me a friend of mine, a new friend of mine, fairly new friend. We met a couple years back, Mr. David Kelly. David, thank you for uh, making the trip into the office here and joining us on the Project Purple podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So for our audience listening at home, as I mentioned, David and I actually met via our relationship with our local chamber. Uh, Project Purple is a member of our local chamber here, which is the Valley Chamber of Commerce. A good friend of mine who has actually, this is so crazy now that I think about this and talking about this here on the podcast, gentleman by the name of Bill Purcell takes credit for this relationship. Yes. This friendship. Bill's a great guy, yeah. Bill and I met really in the infancy and the very beginnings of Project Purple. I don't know if Bill ever told you the story. So we were at the New Haven Road Race, which was the first race that we kicked off Project Purple back in 2010. Mm -hmm. And then Bill was supposed to run with Project Purple in 2011. I believe I was part of the chamber from my previous business when I operated my financial services business. So I knew knew Bill and then mm-hmm. he heard about the story of my dad, another gentleman yeah. who was involved with two other guys, uh, Leo DeSorbo and Robert Lesko, who were part oh, of the yeah. chamber. Rob, sure. I know, is yeah, the yeah. chamber He's president of mine. Right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I think made the introduction to Bill. So 2011 at the New Haven Road Race, uh, Bill was going to run with Project Purple. We were supposed to have a tent. We had a tent, I should say. We had a bunch of people with t-shirts, fundraising, the whole shebang, and I was not there. And the reason I wasn't there is that was Labor Day 2011, September 5th, uh, and sadly, that's the day my dad died. Yeah, God. So uh, the morning, it was the the irony of this, Dave, was... You know, Bill was at the race looking for me and there were people there from, you know, the group and everything. And Bill was like, where's Dino? Where's Dino? I'm supposed to run. He's got his Project Purple shirt. Bill was so excited to wear the Project Purple shirt that day. And they were saying, you know, he's not here. He's at the hospital with his dad. And my dad ended up passing away that morning. Um, So, you know, that's the connection, you know. And so Bill and I have been friends ever since. I consider him a friend, you know. He's a a great, great guy. guy. He's passionate. And when you get diagnosed a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, Bill reached out to me and said, hey, a really good friend of mine, a great guy, Super involved in the Chamber of Commerce, has done a lot with us, mm-hmm. you know, was just diagnosed. Can you reach out to him? And I said, absolutely, Bill. And that's kind of when we yep. first interacted and met yep. you and yep. Mary my, Allen. My wife, right? Yep. And, yeah. you know, the rest is history, as Correct. we say, which yep. we'll go into here. So yep. with that, Dave, yes, I want to give you an opportunity to share with our audience kind of your story, your journey okay. with pancreatic cancer. And mm-hmm. as I always say, you can go as far back in terms of your life and your mm-hmm. background and you know bring us to the point to when you get diagnosed or you can stay as high level as you want and then mm-hmm. we'll go from there yeah well I, you know my story and, and keeping it as is brief and to the point as i can you know um uh, i've always uh, i was a vice president uh, and and really a president of of a, a medical molding company and and um, I had uh, uh, recently changed jobs to a, a local Seymour business here. 
and uh, as the VP of operations. And, and uh, my task was, was really to, to run three plants, one in Pennsylvania, one in, in Indiana, and then also build a new facility here, a manufacturing site in, um, in Connecticut here in Seymour, which, I, which was accomplished and done. But so, so, so that business was, was, but I was traveling a lot and I was starting to lose a lot of weight. And, and I wasn't, didn't really change any diet or, or anything like that. And people were saying to me, it's like, hey, Dave, you know, what are you, what are you doing? What kind of diet are you on? It's like, I'm not on a diet. You know, uh, I don't, I'm just doing my thing, traveling and, you know, eating. And, and, and I was really, um, but, but what happened was over time, it, I started to get um, pain in my, at my, lower, my lower intestinal area, which I never had before. So I went to, um, I had a colonoscopy with my doctor that I'd had colonoscopies, you know, numerous times as I'm 63 years old. So from when I was 50, I was very frequent with colonoscopies. And, and actually the doctor who did it is a friend of mine. I play golf with him. I've known him for a long time. And so uh, um, I got a clean bill of health. And I said, but doc, you know, I still have this, this stomach ache. And, and uh, he's like, well, you know, he says, why don't you try, you know, uh, taking Metamucil for, you know, three, four weeks and see if, you know, that, that helps you out. And, and so I, I did, and it didn't, and it seemed to be getting worse. And I said, you know, what is this supposed to do? I still have the pain. I still feel terrible, you know, awful, and I'm getting weaker and, and something's wrong with me. I could... I could feel my body, you know, reacting and changing. Meanwhile, I was still, you know, working 12, 14 hours a day, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning, heading to the airport, traveling, doing my thing, and just going back to, like, the hotel room and just crashing, you know, like I, that wasn't me, you know. And, and things were – and I could feel my body changing. So lo and behold, I went to a GI doctor in, in, in Trumbull and, and said, you know, I've had this pain, and, and uh, so he felt, and he's like, "You need to, you need to get a scan immediately." He says, "I, I don't like what I'm feeling," and, and sure enough, you know, he. Uh, um, uh, so feeling feeling in my stomach, stomach. my stomach area, right? What, what, you know, he didn't like the way things felt, and 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 so I went for you know uh, my, um, my MRI, and then had a CAT scan, and 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 obviously, you know, the news was, you know, um, not good. You know that you have stage four, you know, pancreatic cancer, which my MD told me, and and quite honestly, I didn't even shed a tear. I didn't cry, and and uh, I needed to be strong. My wife was there, and she was obviously emotional, um, and and I was, but I I need I felt I felt that it was something that that I was gonna fight and dig in, and and um, I needed to be strong for my family, as I you know was gonna tell them, and I didn't want to break down, and and so I. Right from the get-go, it was like, you know, I have to, you know, do everything in my power to, to stay here and, 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 and find and be around as long as I can so that, you know, Dino can present me with uh, good news one day and say, hey, you know, there's, there's this cure and there's, there's, there's this trial, you know, that I want to, you know, put you on, you know, to, to – uh, so – I found out that I had a, a tumor in, in, in the pancreas and, and obviously there's the Whipple surgery and there's other things, but, but so I, so I asked my oncologist about that and he's like, you know, the way that, where the tumor's located, we can't even consider, 
that. So, you know, we're going to just go with a chemo regimen for now. And we need to really attack the, 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 that lining of your, your intestinal area and go after that cancer. You know, my cancer markers at that time when I was diagnosed in March of 2019 were 5,027. And, um, uh, you know, gradually they went down uh, over, over the course of, you know, uh, uh, a year. Uh, as low as, um, and, and I'm really happy that they went down to 27. 37 is the is the threshold where you're doing great. So I hit that, and and um, you know I was very pleased. Um, right now, uh, uh, it's trending up. Words, my my antigen levels and cancer markers uh, are over are 125 currently, but um, we're not. We're not in a panic mode with my oncologist. Uh, you know, we haven't changed my chemo regimen, which on Tuesday will be my 30th uh, chemo treatment. So the chemo, um, you know, is very uh, obviously uncomfortable. Uh, you know, the almost within 10, 15 minutes of, of starting the treatments, you know, you sort of feel, you know, you, I call it a chemo hangover. You just, it just changes your whole demeanor and, and you're, 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 you're weaker and you're, for me, um, it, it impacts me. I'm like unstable, you know, um, uh, I, I taking a shower and just little things like that, that you take for granted are the hard things. Um, you know, when I, when I get in the shower, we had to redo the whole shower and put rails in there. Um, my feet are, have been, my nerve endings are, have been basically, um, rendered useless um, uh, through the chemo is, uh, the neuropathy in my hands and my feet is really horrific. Um, and, uh, my, my feet feel like they're asleep all the time. And so I've, I've really had to change my lifestyle around my feet because I can't feel them. And it's really hard to explain to somebody, how do you drive a car and, and how do you put sandals on and sneakers and golf shoes and, and things. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very different and putting your socks on, you know, you have to sit down cause I, I'm not stable. Um, but I, but I, you know, I'm living with it and, and, you know, I don't complain about it. It's just one of the symptoms of the chemo that it's just attacked my, my, the nerves in my hands and in my feet. I did start, um, uh, acupuncture in March and, um, you know, through Yale, Smilo, they have a, an acupuncturist that, that he's awesome. But the problem was when COVID hit, we had to stop. And I was, and I was just beginning to make progress um, and where, where it was feeling better. And, and I felt that there was a, you know, there, that things were working, you know, especially in my feet. Um, but uh, I, I haven't, you know, here it is, uh, you know, July, and I haven't been able to go back with, yet with, with David for the, for the acupuncture until, you know, he gets the all clear sign because that's extremely interactive, you know, leaning over you, putting, you know, the needles in you. Um, but uh, so I plan to, to re-engage with that when, when um, it occurs to try to, you know, get my feet and my hands you know, somewhat back to, to normalcy. I, I don't have false expectations. I mean, I'm alive and I'm really happy for that. And, 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 and the chemo is, is difficult as it is. You know, I take it as a week of my, uh, a week. It's a, it's a period of a week where I, I just, I call it a chemo hangover. I just feel awful and, and I feel uh, useless and, 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 and it's really hard to explain, but 
you know, thank God my wife and I, we have a great relationship and I have a great family that's extremely supportive and, and they get it. And, and, um, you know, I, I spend, you know, time on the couch be, you know, because that's like a sanctuary. I, I really can't do anything. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm somewhat disoriented when, when I'm, you know, doing the chemo and, and it really, really, uh, 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 you know, puts me in a weird, uh, very strange place, but, you know, like it does for, 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 for others who are on it. And, and, uh, I was fortunate, you know, I'm, I'm bald as it is, <laughs> but my doctor said I was going to lose my beard and lose all my hair. And I haven't really. And to be quite honest with you on the top of my head, I have lots of peach fuzz that I never had before. So <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but I don't, I don't have any false expectations that all of a sudden my hair is going to grow back. But, uh, you know, my, my, uh, it's it's also this this disease has brought me closer to God, um, and you know I pray and and uh, you know for for my fellow uh, people that are suffering uh, you know with cancer and and uh, you know and 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 often talk to talk to the Lord during the day when things aren't going so well and and really you know I'm not looking for for pity or for you know and and um, I'm just trying to be the best person that I that I can be and and be there for my family you know as long as I can and be there for my wife that's my that's my goal you know and and um, obviously waiting for for that day when Dino says hey you know you go to Sloan or you go to Yale and and they have a new treatment and it's gonna you know make a difference and and so every week that I'm still here and every chemo treatment that I take I I just think positive and 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 that's you know people that 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 you know don't give up you know just just be you have to you have to be positive and and really you know um i i feel fortunate because i have a have a great family and a great set of friends and and uh you know they all care about my condition and 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 uh, are always you know taking care of me okay and you know and 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 they're passionate about it and so i don't you know, sometimes it gets overwhelming because people are so concerned, you know, um, and, you know, how you doing? And, you know, sometimes you, you're like, I'm fine. You know, look at me. I'm doing I'm doing OK. But um, I never, you know, uh, get, you know, what I say, snippy or, or with anybody. And 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 I just always say, hey, you know, I listen to my doctor and my oncologist, you know, Dr. Mike is is. You know he's my savior he's keeping me alive and and um you know uh, again you know I'm, I'm starting my 30th chemo treatment on tuesday and and um you know that's another thing that that you know uh you have to be in the right mindset because here it is friday and you know i know tuesday i'm gonna feel like hell you know but you know uh it's gonna it's helping me you know, as, as, as painful as it is and as uncomfortable as it is, you know, you still, you know, you still hold out that hope, you know, that, okay, I had my treatment and, and I know that it's killing cancer. It's not getting everything, but you know, it's another week that goes by that someone is working on some research to, you know, prolong my, my stay on, on this earth. Um, but you know, uh, again, um, when the time comes and, and, and it's time, I'm, I'm sort of comfortable now. And, you know, again, and, and, and again, I, uh, I pray to, to God a lot and, and, and feel blessed. 
I really do. Um, so uh, that I'm still here. You know, uh, it's it's over a year plus, and and I've been through a lot. Uh, you know, one thing I'll share with, with with all of you on the podcast is is in April of 2019, after I was diagnosed in March, I had uh, my blood count drop to three, my my and and I was in intensive care and I was bleeding out. I had 17 blood transfusions in April, and and uh, my spleen was bleeding, and it took literally weeks for the GI team to find um, the, the leaks in my spleen and, and, and they, they operated on me and, and, and that doctor saved my life and, and um, you know, forever grateful. And, and uh, he went in and I've never had an issue and, and my hemoglobin, my blood has come back very strong. It's over 12 all the time. So I'm, you know, it's good. And, and I haven't had any, any, but I think that that was something that was really, you know, um, I almost died. You know, I was sit lay, laying in, in Bridgeport Hospital. Two doctors came up to me and they asked me, you know, my wife was parking the car because she literally had to call up my brother-in-law and put me in the car because I couldn't even walk. Um, and they, they, they said to me, they're like, you know, your blood is like Kool-Aid. I don't know how you're alive. And you should have had a stroke or a heart attack or something. And I'm like, well, stop talking and give me some blood. <laughs> you know, it's like I had never had blood, a blood transfusion in, in my 63 years. You know, and then then um, you know that day, you know, obviously that's you know they, well, and, and it took them two weeks, but but I was in intensive care, and and um, you know I, I said my peace with God and and said goodbye to my family because you know I was told that you know there's a good chance that I'm not coming back out again, and and. Uh, it was terrible, you know, and I and I wrote my will and I wrote my the song, picked out the songs for my funeral. I did all the, all those morbid, morbid things, but I felt they had to get done because you know the doctors were, you know, they're like, yeah, you have a tumor in your pancreas and yeah, your your intestines are lining is full of cancer, but you're bleeding internally and and you're bleeding out and we can't we don't know where it is and I'm like, oh, you know, and. Hearing that every day, it was, you know, it was really frustrating. It was really hard on my wife and, and on my family, you know, but, you know, and, and so, um, but here I am, you know, and, and, and Dr. DiBartolomeo, I don't know if I can say, you know, names, but at Bridgeport Hospital, he saved my life and I'm forever grateful. And, and I, I remember laying in the hallway there, you know, and, and they were so nice. And, and, you know, um, when I came out there, like, we, we're good. You should be good. And I'm like, oh yes, you know. So it felt it felt great. But then knowing that I still have the the chemo journey ahead, and and you know, and and have pancreatic cancer that there's no cure for. So um, you know, sort of like back. But at least I was alive to fight it, you know. And that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm staying focused and and positive. And 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 I recommend that, you know, to to you know. Any of my un unfortunate fellow um, people that you know have the have this terrible disease that that you know stay stay positive and and uh, you know uh, obviously you know I'm a family fella and have a large family and and care about them and that's what really keeps me strong and keeps me going you know so that's really my story I retired and at the end of April um, really I had done. Uh, the, the the goals that I that I had set out uh, with my company as the VP ops and and uh, you know it's a family run company of great people and I 
and and I just I couldn't do it anymore. It's just uh, you know you're, the the cancer makes you weak, and and um, you know I uh, I never I'm not a nap person. You know, I never was in my life, and and now you know the occasional nap feels good. You know, it sort of regenerates me. Um, but but I never, you know, I, that was something I never did because obviously I was always working. And uh, since night since six twenty seventy seven, I started working, and I stopped four thirty. You know, twenty. 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 Yeah. So uh, it feels good, and and um, you know, uh, um, from from the the when I, when I have my treatments. Uh, not having to worry about emails, not having to worry about what's going on in the plants, you know, during chemo you and focus people on. calling me, you know, I'm laying there at the cancer center and, you know, I'm getting a text message, call me, we have an issue. And it's like, oh man, yeah. you know, so it's nice not having that. It's, yeah. it's, it really is. Well, you could focus on the task at hand, which is yeah. beating this thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 Personally, you know, if the phone if the the phone rings and 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 there's a trial drug or there's something and that you know, you know, I'm I'm all in, you know, to help somebody, you know, in the future, you know, even even if it's you know, um, something that that could could you know, accelerate uh, my the ending of my life, I I would you know I w I would participate in whatever whatever trials just to help. You know, people in the future. You know, with this and and uh, with this disease, and, and it is. It's 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 terrible. Um, it's just so hard to explain. And and um, but uh, again, you know, uh, faith and family is 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 uh, really gets you through. And and I have faith in Dino and and your mission. You know, and and uh, you know the doctors at Yale are, have been phenomenal, and the nurses. You know, they're they're just. They're just so passionate, you know. God bless them, you know, and, and because everybody that's in there is, you know, is 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 really sick, and 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 uh, I feel for the people when I'm there, you know, because you can tell, you know, when you're sitting there, it's like, oh man, that person is really sick, you know, they're not doing well, and then you can see some other people that are like myself that are that are reacting in a positive way to treatments, and and uh, they look, but it, it really is very, it's a very sad. You know, when you go there on Tuesday and, you, you know, you just, because the, the way the rooms are set up, it's, they're open, you know, so yeah. you, you sort of see each other. Yeah, the four quads. Yeah. Pods, they call them pods, pods I think. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and uh, but I feel with the COVID, I feel very safe. Yale has done a great job. They closed mm -hmm. down the, the cancer center that I was in to do a thorough cleaning and they, now they have a full-time cleaning service fellow that's in yeah. there and he cleans the whole time you're there so i never ever feel compromised or nervous about this you know the their their um sanitizing and 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 uh, so i feel I, safe i've got a question and i'm sure. gonna back up a bit and i yep. clearly and i've got to say dave we've had a lot of people on our podcast mm-hmm this will probably be like 120 120 guests I've never had someone walk in with notes. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, I, I, I wish we had a vlog, but this this goes <laughs> yeah. back to and and well, I'm going to get to this point. You know, your personality here, and I, I guess I'll throw this out now. And I've said this for people who've listened to the podcast. There's an arc. I I, I truly believe that there's an there's an arc for people that are on this journey, and given what you said. 
you know, you're a VP of a, of a president of a medical company, VP right. of operations, you were traveling, you had people reporting to you, you were, you had this huge responsibility, you did your job, you were great at it. But then now you're attacking pancreatic cancer mm. and you're coming in for this podcast and you come prepared just like you would your <laughs> job. Right. So, you know, it's, it's fascinating to me. I can sit back here you know, from 10,000 feet and mm -hmm. look at all these people and the things that they go through in their life, prepare them for this journey almost. Mm -hmm. It's it's really fascinating and really scary in a good way that people experience things early on in life, you know, and then they get this thing called pancreatic cancer and those things that they've experienced, the experiences they've had have prepared them for this journey. Mm -hmm. So it's just fascinating to me. And, and I am joking because yeah. I, I'm not yeah. joking that no one, no one's ever brought their own notes in. I don't yeah. think so, but you have two sets of notes. I know you've got your medications, you've yep. got the yep. full files, the, the exact stuff you prepared. And then you've got show notes on your story. Yep. Um, but you know, that just goes to, you know, you're beating this 30 mm -hmm. rounds. Right. You know, so you're preparing. I'm looking at this from a stranger, not knowing David Kelly as mm -hmm. I do, but you're prepared to go in every week at like it's your job mm -hmm. and to beat this thing mm -hmm. like it's the task at hand to redo the company that you're just with, right. you know, integrate the production, the manufacturing, bring it all here into Seymour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I've got to say, that's probably why you're doing as great as you are, mm -hmm. whether you know it or not. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I mean, I vote, you know, having a, you know, engineering degree and background heavily in mechanical engineering, you know, we always it's kept the log engineering, books. Yeah. <laughs> we always kept log books. Yeah. You know, of all the, the design of experiments and, and the, the things that you went through. So, you know, when I do that, I have a, on my, on my, every morning I get up, I have on my, I have my calendar out and, you know, and I take notes and, 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 and that. And, and you're right, you know, my focus, you know, is beating, you know, and, and, and staying on this earth, you know, until we can find a, a cure and, 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 and a treatment that, that, you know, allows you to just continue on, you know, with your life. Like I said, I have five grandchildren, I have a good family, you know, uh, love my sons and, and, and their, and their wives. And, and, uh, I'm really proud of them and, and they're, they've all supported me to, you know, uh, and not overwhelming me because they know me, you know? Um, and, and, um, like I said, you know, crying is not something that, that, that I do, um, because, uh, you know, I don't feel sorry for myself. You know, I'm, I'm really, again, focused on making sure that, you know, when the time comes and I'm not here anymore, that, that my family and my wife and is, is taken care of and, and things are, are, are in a good place. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about, you know, um, trials and 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 you know being having having spent you know many years in the in in the medical field you know i i value and and you know the doctors are brilliant you know that that they're just phenomenal so um you know i i just remain vigilant and positive that that you know there's going to be a day where where you know i'm still here and and i'll be able to you know, whether it's a chemo treatment or immunotherapy or whatever the case may be, you know, to, uh, to, to uh, you know, beat this. 
Well, I've always said the longer you're in the game, mm-hmm. the more the likelihood of, you know, a, a, a changer, you mm-hmm. know, whether that's a, a chemotherapy treatment or potentially immunotherapy yeah. or some sort of drug. Um, I want to just go back. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned stomach ache. And yes. I think for our audience listening at home, I know, you know, we've had so many survivors on the podcast and. Yeah. The symptoms, and th- and this is the frustrating thing with pancreatic cancer. For those that know, is that you know we've had people that have said, "Hey, I just had you know massive GI issues for two weeks. I didn't have anything else." Mm-hmm. Other people come in and they don't have any symptoms, and you know they get into a car accident and they get a scan, and wow, they see this tumor on their pancreas, right? Yeah. So it, it varies, and then some people come in, they have back pain, mm-hmm. weight loss, mm-hmm. jaundice, which are you know the common. Mm-hmm. ones that I think everyone thinks about this but but like a stomach ache you know Christ you could you could have an allergic reaction and start to have a stomach ache you could you know from traveling I know when I was traveling I never eat really well when I travel you know that's like the hardest thing to do I feel mm-hmm. like when you travel uh constantly like you're just diet and like you said you're waking up at four in the morning yeah you're not necessarily gonna grab breakfast at four in the morning because it doesn't make any sense coffee and an orange juice or something yeah and then i'm a water guy so i would buy a big water and i just pound the water yeah so you you know with with all that so just when you say stomach ache was it a dull pain was it like an abdominal tear it was like sharp pain it felt like it felt like um i had gas it felt a little like bloated yeah but uh, you know, for me, I didn't feel that it was bloated, but inside, it was very uncomfortable. And you're not a you big know? guy. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a vlog, so I yeah, mean, yeah, you yeah, know. yes. It, and and you know, it just felt like you know, like I, you know, I I had to pass gas, basically. But you couldn't pass but you, gas. But you didn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like that, which is why, you know, I had the colonoscopy, yeah. and then all of a sudden I had this gas. So you know, sometimes what they do is they put they shoot gas. when they they have it yeah so i said to my doctor i'm like maybe you got some you know you shot too much gas up my you know what and so he's you know and he's a funny guy too and he's like oh no 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 he says you know everything was fine and and so um you know uh uh, and again i i i it just was an awareness but it never went away so that's why he suggested the metamucil to sort of you know get the fiber and and maybe there was like a little something there, but the Metamucil didn't even accelerate, you know, going to the to the you know to the bathroom, the toilet, you know. For me, it didn't really do anything other than it tasted really good. I mean, I had the orange stuff, and it was great. So instead of orange juice in the morning, I used to have a, you know, the the Metamucil, but it was mostly gas, you know, that that I felt in 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 my stomach, which is why I eventually went to the GI, GI and. Yeah. and, and you know, obviously they're they're phenomenal at what they do because he felt around and he didn't like what he felt, you know, and that's when it all started, you know. And really, so over the holiday and in, in in you know over Christmas is when I was not feeling myself, you know. And and uh, one of the one of the things that that really is bad and 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 still you know is alcohol is I I you know I mean I could I could drink a beer with the best of them, but you know. Now it's it's you know socially I'll 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 milk a beer, you know like for a long period of time because it really it doesn't sit well with me and may, it gets makes me sick and and um, so the stomach in the beginning was was really the trigger 
And then the weight loss. You know, I lost a lot of weight, you know, like over 30 pounds. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, man, I'm looking good, you know. Yeah. It's like, this is great. It's, and my wife's like, what is wrong with you? You know, it's like we're having dinner and I'm like, I don't know. You know? Were you still eating, though? Like your appetite was fine? Yeah, my appetite really wasn't that that bad. I mean, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that. that uh, I mean, my once I started the chemo, you know, then forget it. I mean, you know, it just that changes everything. It, yeah. it changed everything, but but before that, no, my appetite really wasn't bad. But um, you know, I I wasn't you know I was going to the bathroom quite yeah. a bit. You yeah. know, so I would eat and and, and literally go to, to the bathroom. So there was you a lot of triggers. Anything with your stool? I know we've had people that talk about like, hey, my stool was really pale. It was white. Well, mine was red because I was bleeding. Bleeding. Okay, so totally op the opposite. And, and quite honestly, you know. One of, one of the doctors, it was like three o'clock in the morning and, and, uh, and I was in the hospital. And of course, when you're in the hospital, you never sleep because people are at you, you know, all night, all day. And when you're sick like me, you know, um, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong, mm. you know, he's like, so, you know, maybe, maybe the, the blood, you know, did you have, you know, like Italian food, you know, oh, yeah. did you, you know? I'm like, trust me. I said, <laughs> I've been eating Italian food my whole life. Right. What is this is not from Italian food, yeah. you know. And no, I didn't even have Italian food. It there's um, it's blood, you know. And and so uh, yeah, but I did see a change in my stool. You know, it became really dark. Post yes, yeah. This was, it was very yeah. yeah. And, and 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 in March, you know, it was you know even earlier than that. Feb January and February, there you know there were traces from me because I had the, the gas. The stomach was bothering me, and my bowel movements, you know, were not. You know, you know, normal. Yeah. And I could tell. And I, again, I'm not an alarmist. You know, I'm not one of those people that complain. So, like, I, you know, I didn't even say anything to my wife or anybody. It was just, you know, I'm like, yeah, this I is have like a virus or yeah. something. You know, my stomach hurts and, you know, my stools don't look right. But, you know, just two shell pass. You know, I'm taking Metamucil. You know, yeah. I was just trying to be doing, positive. And you're, you know? and you're, Continuing with life, oh, yeah. right? Like so, oh, yeah. travel, I was traveling work, and, and all oh, that. Yeah. So, you know, in fairness, Dave, I think we, you know, things continue to happen, right? Like we mm -hmm. just don't shut things down. Right. We just continue to go, and we just assume, eh, it's a metamucil. You know, it's the gas, yeah. whatever. This will yeah. pass. Yeah. yeah. I want to just for a second go back even further, and mm -hmm. I know I always preface this question and say, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Mm -hmm. Was there ever a time now that you can look back, and I'm sure you've reflected on this, that you could say like when you were 50 or even when you were 40 that like, oh, well, you know, I had this 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 thing for like a week or two and then it went away. Yeah, no. I mean, you know, I've- I, I know I you have, mentioned you did the colonoscopy. Yeah, I have rheumatoid, you know, I've had rheumatoid arthritis. So my, my dad and my and his mom, you know, um, had had arthritis and I inherited that. So, but nothing the, quite cancer. honestly, no cancer yeah. in my family. And and the good news, the good news is, is that you know when I had the 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 screen, the genetic screen, the genetic screen yeah. that I'm not passing on. You know, my sons and yeah. my grandkids, you know, it, it came back, you know, zero or whatever, whatever that was. But one of the things that happened to me during this journey, and and obviously, I was and I was traveling overseas to China quite often in Malaysia, was I was on uh, Enbro. For my for my rheumatoid arthritis and it was a in, injection, and it used to um, grow 
uh, tumors hmm. in my in my anus. So I would have I would go for let's say three four months, and all of a sudden, you know, I would have pain in my in my in in my uh, in my anal area. And I mean pain like you have, like where you can't, like I could never sit in this chair and, and I'm on a plane and I would buy those neck things to sit on, you know. And then the I'd come back side. to my doctor and he'll have to land, you know, I'd go to the hospital, go to the emergency room, you know, assume that they used to, you know. Assume the position. Assume the position. You get in the chair, the chair goes over and yeah. they go in and man, what a what painful. That went on for over two years. And, and um, finally... I got off of Enbrel, and then I had anal surgery to remove where all, where they would grow all the time, all the all the the you know the poisonous area or whatever. Yeah. So so I have like a an issue, you know, um, is that you know where where I, I'm one of those people that I can't you know I have a chunk sort of like missing from there from the surgery, but it was due to the to the arthritis medication, and then I was also on prednisone for 16 years. Hmm. Um, but again, because of my job, I needed to have all these medications for the arthritis. Otherwise I was hundred percent disabled. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't move. Wow. And so, you know, I felt bad because I saw, I watched my grandmother. She was in a convalescent home for 26 years. And back then they gave gold shots. They didn't even give steroids or anything. And I mean, she had all her faculties. She lived to 99 years old, but she was bedridden for 26 years with arthritis. <coughs> and so, and then my dad, you know, my dad was, was, was in that, that time where they didn't have all uh, the new drugs like they have now that you see advertised on TV. So, so I went from, from, from Enbrel to Remicade, which um, I'm still on, which I went back on. But when I was diagnosed with, with the cancer, um, uh, my, my rheumatologist she said, "Listen, the can't you know the the chemotherapy will act just like the Remicade and, and go after the white blood cells, and you're mm -hmm. going to be fine." And I was for a long for for eight nine months. I didn't have any joint pain. Then my knees really started to bother me over the winter time, and I and I and I got back with my with my rheumatologist, and he, he you know he drained them. You know I had like you know 150 oh. cc's on both knees and. And so, and he's like, you know, you should probably consider going back on Remicade. Let me talk to your oncologist, my, you know, and he knows Dr. Mike yeah. there. They, they trained together, which was great because I love both of them. They're, they're, they're awesome doctors. And, and um, so then, so every six weeks I get, so this Tuesday, when I go for my chemo treatment, I will also get Remicade. And it, it's a, it, it's a drug that, um, is like a life. It's a life changer for people with that have severe arthritis. arthritis. Yeah. My, I don't have joint damage from it. Where my dad and my grandma, you know, you see people that, you know, are crippled from it. And, and I'm fortunate that 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 this particular, you know, um, injection really works well for infusion. They call it works really well for me. But the Enbrel did not. That was three years of misery, absolute misery. Um, you know, bleeding and going through Tokyo Airport where, you know, I was just, you know, leaving a trail of, you know. So to answer your question, that's one of the life-changing events that happened to me was was the medication really, but that was really focused in the, in the aim, you know. So yeah. that's why having pancreatic cancer and stomach, you know, I never had problems there. Yeah. 
you know, it was so weird and, and I would figure that. And, and you're getting checked, you're, you know, you're oh, being, so, so it's not as if anything, you know, odd was happening beforehand. No. I mean, and I've never heard rheumatoid arthritis linked to, you know, pancreatic cancer. Right. I'm not a expert and, you know, not, not even going to go out on that limb to even suggest that any of the medications would have brought, brought onset of, of the disease. You know, my, my doctors, you know, they, they said no. Yeah. You I know. know, I know with some, uh, you know, pancreatitis, mm -hmm. we know with some of the medications, you know, can, you know, inflame the pancreas mm -hmm. to the point where, you know, the disease does become, uh, existent. Um, but not rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, the, the prednisone, um, impacted my, um, liver. And so that's why I got off. It was, it was really, um, and you have to wean off of that after being on it for 16 years, believe it or not. And, and what it does, it really puffs out your glands and everything. But, you know, it allowed me to do my job. Yeah. You know, and, and travel. And I mean, I did it. You know, if, if, if things were different and, you know, I, I didn't have that drive to, to just, you know, uh, that kept me, you know, it kept me going. If I didn't have it, I would be, would have been bedridden, you know. Couldn't even put, you know, couldn't even get out of bed. I want to talk, you just said that drive. Yeah. That just didn't happen overnight. So where, where does that come? And, and what I mean by that, Dave, is, you know, you, you talk about, you know, your career and the mm -hmm. success you had. Um, then we go into, you know, this fight that you're fighting for your life mm -hmm. and the success you've had to this point. Mm -hmm. And and I I wrote something down here. You know, there's I said this thinking of po being positive, but it goes back to another point that I wrote before, which is a mindset. So was this something as a young child that you know your dad, or your parents, you know, you know I, an, I an experience? I was just always driven to to really you know try to be a um, a great father and a good provider, and you know. When, Why when though? Because that comes yeah, from somewhere, just, right? Yeah, really, my family. I mean, you know, I have a, a you know close family, and and it was a very you know my my grandmother was born in Austria, my grandfather was born in Italy, my dad's parents were from Ireland, and we were all in the same house, you know, and and you know humble beginnings, you know, four kids and the grandparents and the mom and dad all, you know, in a one one bedroom house, and and uh, you know you learn values and respect for different cultures and. And, um, you know, uh, um, I was, I always wanted, I always wanted to, to, to be successful and, and be able to take care of my family and, and, and have a really, you know, strong circle of friends. And, and I, and I instilled that value with my sons and still my sons, their, their best friends are the people that they played sports with and went to, went to grammar school and, you know. And, and it's important and they understand that too. And that, that was really from, you know, my, my upbringing. And, and then my wife's family is, is a very large Irish family. Um, and they were, they're awesome. My brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws were, were, you know, they're like my brothers and sisters. I mean, we're very close. And so, so being, you know, married, you know, I've been married 37 years and, and, you know, my wife's family also had a, had a huge impact on, on my, you know, my drive to, to really just be the best that, that I could, best provider I could be and best dad I could be for, for my family and husband. You know, I, 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 I was just, you know, it just drove me, you know, and, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I didn't always do everything right and made my mistakes along the way. And, but, um, you know, uh, 
again, I'm, I'm I'm really proud of of my sons and 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 their spouses and and um, you know their the direction that they're heading. They're good people, and I know when I leave this earth that I'm leaving this earth with good you know they're good people. You know, and and um, that make that's that's my blessing. You know, and and um, you know, and my wife and her whole family. I mean, they're they're just they're just all awesome. You know, and and uh, we're not one of those. You know, and, and I think you know the family dynamic has a lot to do with it. There's a lot of people that we know that you know the 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 fathers don't talk to the kids or you know something. You know, it's just not like that. So I think I think that that growing up in that cultural and I got to tell you this because this is pretty funny. And so I did the ancestry DNA, and I grew up. My grandfather was from Pimondo, and I have like two percent Italian in me. <laughs> I'm mostly German, believe it or not. And my name's Kelly, and I came from a family with Nozenzo and Kelly, and I'm German. German. And I get that, you know, like that commercial where the guys put on lederhosen at the yeah. end. So yeah. that's the big joke now because. Um, you know, when I was diagnosed with cancer, my wife, you know, got me the, the ancestry kit. So I did it twice because I didn't believe the results. And, and cool. so I changed my email address like a moron. <laughs> I changed my email address. Like I said, instead of David D. Kelly, I did Dave Kelly. And, you know, you can't trick the DNA. This DNA still it came back exactly, exactly, exactly the same. I'm like, yeah, I'm a German, you know, which is funny. Um, you know, because uh, my whole life, you know, my in, in my house growing up, you know, was speaking French and Italian was primarily what, you know, what we did growing up. So, yeah, so uh, it, it was, uh, but but that cultural dynamic really, you know, set a foundation for, for my, you know, you know, for, 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 for the future, you know, and, and, and knowing, you know, I wanted, you know, um, and, and friends I went to, to college with are still my best, you know, my best friends. And, you know, uh, it's just, you know, it's just a, I guess a cultural type of thing that, that, you know, I was, you know, and, and again, when, when I was diagnosed, you know, I was driven, I'm like, okay, you know, two and a half acres and four bedrooms and this big house and a pool and all this work, it's not fair. My wife to my wife to, you know, have to have something, you know, like this to, to deal with. It's like, you know, broke my heart but it's like let's downsize because i'm not a condo guy you know i like to i used to love to hop on my tractor and you know cut the lawn and you know float in my pool and you know all that kind of stuff but uh you know this disease and and you know you have to you have to change you know and you have to change your life and and um you know and i get i get that you know and, and that's part of the journey right i mean uh you know all my the fellow people that are suffering with this i mean you all have to make you know sacrifices and and change and you know and and but be positive you know just stay focused and be positive you know that's that that's my that's that's all i'm doing you know like i said i have chemo coming up i'm i know i'm gonna feel like crap but i'm looking you know that that following week where i'm gonna be fine so you know? with that and, and you said that a couple times yeah was that something that you knew right away someone advised you or something you realized yourself after the first couple of rounds you're like holy cow like i gotta change my mindset like yeah you know immediately like when do you flip the switch like i know you said you in go the beginning in it was hard i would say it took a couple you know at least you know after you know four or five treatments and and i and actually i think i i spoke to you yeah we talked four yeah. or five treatments yeah. and i asked you very candidly i said you know 
you know, when do people die? And when, you know, when they're only given six to eight months and, and, you know, and, well, you know, when do people pass? And, 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 and you're like, well, a lot of, a lot of it is, is that, you know, they're, the chemo, you know, they're, they do five, six, seven, eight treatments and they just can't, you know, take it anymore. And, and then the cancer, you know, grows and, 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 and they pass. And uh, I haven't forgotten that because, you know, I'm, I'm not stopping, you know, we're going into 30. Yeah, it's going to 30 and I'm not, and, and, you know, 30 can turn to 60 very, very quickly. And, and, um, you know, but hopefully, you know, after, you know, we don't, we don't get to 60 that there's, 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 there's some hope and, you know, and there's always hope every day that, you know, I thank the Lord that I get up, there's hope. That's the way I look at it. You have, you have to look at it that way. I, I feel, you know, it's powerful. Yeah. Well, I got, it's kind of a, a, a I've got two questions here mm -hmm. for you. Faith, which mm -hmm. you just mentioned, how important has that been for you? And this is not a question of, you know, uh, very important, very important to preach religion. But yeah. I think faith is something that oh. I've seen in so many survivors. And what, regardless of what you believe in, right? It's a something that people really, really find a lot of strength in. Yeah, I, and 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 I do. Um, you know, you know, I thank I, I obviously thank the Lord. You know, every day when when I'm when I get up and and I especially spend time. You know, before I go to the bed at night and, 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 and talking to God. And, and, you know, I, I pray for, you know, people that, that have my condition. And, and I have a, a friend of mine that I went to kindergarten with and, you know, she, uh, you know, she's been through a, a hell, hell and back with, with her cancer and, and it's reared its ugly head again. And, and she's going to Sloan for a, a special treatment. Um, you know, and, and I pray for people like that and, and, and they're my friends and, and you know, um, uh, I, I, lo I lost a good friend at the last job I was at. He, you know, poor fellow, he just he, he went in his car and he had a massive heart attack. And so I talked to him. You know, he was a, just a great guy. And and I lost another friend that used to work work for me. And and he's, he he fell down a set of stairs and people found him. You know, and and so uh, and really, I you know uh, talked to talked to my uh, you know my my parents and and my my. Uh, my wife's parents, you know, and, and, uh, thank them for watching over me and let me get through the day. And, you know, um, so yeah, so religion is, means a lot. It's, it's, uh, and you know, I won't be able to fall asleep unless I have a conversation, you know, and, and it means a lot to me. And during the day, you know, when I have downtime, you know, I'll pray. And, and, um, because I, you know, I believe, you know, and it's how it, it not, it, it's why I'm still here. You know, I had that faith, you know, and, and, um, you know, when it's my time, it'll be my time, you know, and right now it's not. And, and, um, you know, I want to be that, I want to be that, that, that guy that, that, that fights it and beats it, you know, and, and, um, and if not, I'm, I'm going to be okay with that too. You know, that's the hard part. You know, that's the sad part, you know, but, but again, you don't see me, I, I'm not a crier. You know, because, you know, um, I'm just, I don't, there's no self-pity. There's none of that. It's like, I got to move forward and, and I got to be strong for my, for my wife and my family. You know, it means a lot to me. So God is, God is right there with me, you know, and I know that and I, I, I feel it, you know, I really do. Powerful. Yeah. Dave, you mentioned, and you just mentioned family again. Yeah. 
and you've mentioned family a lot on mm-hmm. the podcast. What has it been like for your family? Um, it's hard for them. You know, it's been, it's, it's hard for my wife. Um, but she's very strong and, and obviously my caregiver and extremely supportive and, and, um, you know, we never had marital issues or anything like that. So we're, we're you know, been married for 37 years and, and my sons and, and, and are, are very strong, you know, and they know me and, and they support me and they know, I know they're there for me. And they know that I'm there for them, that they can ask me anything to, to help and, and, and I'm there and, and vice versa. You know, when I was really sick, you know, they're, they're always there to help my wife and, you know, like moving furniture on the deck, mm-hmm. for example, you know, it's one phone call and they're right there because I can't do that anymore. You know, I just don't have the strength, you know, I'm not yeah. strong enough, but, um, you know, uh, things like that. But, but uh, yeah, it's, it, it's hard for them. You know, and and having five grandkids, you know, it's hard for me because you know, um, you know, I I I hope that I'm there to see them, you know, get a little older and and really so that they know me. You know, they're four and under, so I mean, you know, something if I if something happens to me and I pass, you know, they're, they're, they'll just have pictures. They won't really have known me, you know. Um, so uh, that's sort of the the you know I'm, I'm hoping. Again, staying positive that, you know, I'll see them, you know, grow to, you know, to where they'll remember, you know, me. Um, so, uh, but yeah, they're, you know, my daughter-in-laws are, are awesome. They're, they're always there for my wife and I, and, and they'll, they'll do anything and help me. I mean, and like I said, my brother-in-laws and, and sister-in-laws, I mean, you know, they, they couldn't be more supportive and closer, you know, and, and they've, and, and, and they've really be be this disease has really you know really in, enhanced in our bond if you will yeah. where we where we make it a point to get together and we make it a point to have that family time you know which is um, important yeah i mean when when you're working you know it's like you know i've been traveling you know all week i'm tired this weekend you know the hell with it i'm not going to see that you know you know that you know i don't I'm, that's gone so yeah it is important you know but um it, it's been it's been hard you know i mean you know on 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 the my sons and and on my wife and and uh you know i feel terrible you know that that i sort of brought this you know this well, you happened. didn't bring anything yeah. i mean no one no, one no I, I feel bad about it because it's you know but uh, together i think you you like you said i, I I saw when my dad got sick as the silver lining of, you know, the family was always together. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I look back, like, I don't know if we would have been that close today if we didn't have that experience, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a question that comes up often, and this is second part to that question to the family and friends. Mm-hmm. A lot of people always ask, hey, I've got a friend who just got diagnosed. What's the best thing I can do? Mm-hmm. So in your two years that Mm -hmm. you've been going through this almost two years Mm -hmm. what's the best thing that a friend or family member has done for you that just was really something that just and it could be something really simple doesn't have to be elaborate um doesn't have to be expensive yeah i i mean boy i i I mean just the simple texts 
with you know that they love me you know yeah. so powerful. you know that would probably be the 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 thing that is different is that you know you get a lot more love you know and that's good yeah and it's good because it feels good you know yeah. and so and i wouldn't say it's just one event it's it's you know my my friends are are really you know compassionate towards you know my disease and and will do anything you know um and and um you know when it comes to my family it's a, it's the same you know and and again you know i i haven't even mentioned you know my brother and my sisters you know they're 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 obviously um you know devastated too but but you know again it's you know the, the love that that i that i get from them and my friends that that you know is the big difference it really means a lot you know it it seems to be um i don't want to use the word easier but it's but it's but it seems to to be uh you know one of those emotions that that when you have this disease that people you know are are not so hesitant to to say you know that they love you and and they care about you and they'll do anything for you i mean i was you know Yesterday, I, I saw an ex, my, my uh, a couple of fellows that used to work for me, not in this last job, the other job. They want to get together. I hadn't seen them since before the holidays. And, you know, when you leave and they're like, you know, we love you, you know, and it means a lot, you know. And so I take all of those and, 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 and cherish them, you know, and that, that's what means a lot to me, you know, is, is just getting that email. It's like Dave thinking about you, you know, love you and. If you need something, let me know. I mean, uh, and there's so many people that that are that were there. You know, uh, when I was really sick and couldn't move, you know, my wife, my brother-in-law was the first first one over, and you know, sort of bring me, put me in a car to get me to the hospital because I couldn't even walk. You know, mm. so yeah, so everybody's there for me. You know, and so it's not like I can't pinpoint one. You know, but uh, I think the uh, you know the common thread is is that is 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 love is is you know they're they're true you know you feel the passion you know the compassion and, and that means the world to me it really does doesn't cost anyone anything to no text and, and it's sincere too you know it's not you know one of these you know things that's not it's it's sincere and i mean it i could grab my phone right now and 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 call any any and say you know i'm not feeling good i'm at i'm in seymour you know could you know I know the first person that I called, they would they would be here to to help me, you know, and that means a lot, you know, it really does. It means everything, and and so uh, I feel it keeps me going. It really does. Well, Dave, I I think um, again from an outsider looking in, it says a lot about you, and probably the people that you touched, hmm. and the people that you've uh, impacted in a positive way through your life. Mm -hmm. And I always say that it always comes back to you, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's uh, pretty powerful stuff. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem. I've got one last question for you. Sure. And this is probably the hardest question that we always ask. And there's no right or wrong to this. Mm -hmm. It's really your interpretation, how you define it. What is your definition of pancreatic cancer? That is hard. Um, well, obviously, it's a you know a life changing event um, that 
again has 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 brought my family and my friends and and all of us closer together. Um, to uh, uh, but but you know pancreatic cancer, you know is 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 life changing from the, from that standpoint, but also from your you know just you have to reevaluate your your situation going forward because you know that it's finite. You know, and that's the difference. And so, you know, where where people, you know, uh, you know, I have longevity in my family, and here I am in my 60s, and my diagnosis is, you know, we don't know how long, you know, you're going to be here with us, which is a very, you know, uh, finite situation, and and that's one of the things that really, you know, is is the hardest, you know, with this is that it's like, you know, when I hear people, you know, you're in a conversation. And I never get angry um, where they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to, you know, when I'm 80, this is what I'm going to do. And when I'm when I'm 69, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, I'm not going to be there. So, I, you know, I wish I would, would was. But, you know, oh, don't say that. It's like, listen, you know, you know, when when, uh, you know, so so it it it, you know, it, it it's it's um the pro the again, not having. Um, a cure, you know, where where you have certain cancers where they can operate and they can, you know, that's that's the part that that hurts the most, you know, is that, you know, they can't. There's n- nothing really right now that anybody can do other than what they're doing, you know, is is bombard me with the chemo until, you know, our our great doctors come up with a, you know, a, a cure or, or something to sustain life. But yeah, it's it. Um, you know, it's again, it's just a life changing event. You have to, you have to go from the bottom, all the way to the top, and think of everything. You know, from from selling the house to, to you know, making making the people that are going to remain here after you're gone comfortable with, you know. Uh, uh, so you know, that's that's what my folk my focus really is is on on making sure things are 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 tight and in a good good shape before I'm you know, not here anymore. So, um, you know, again, it's just life changing, you know, from that standpoint, uh, that's, I don't know if I answered that, you know, you and, answered and, you know, it perfectly, and, Dave, there's you know, no right or wrong. It's just life. It's just life changing. And, and, you know, you don't sit there and say, Oh yeah. You know, when I'm 65, I'll retire and, you know, go move here. And, you know, it's like, you know, you, there's those things you, you know, they're not there. So, you know, you have to refocus, you know, and, and um, live for today and live for the week and live for the month and cherish the time that you have with the people that you care about, you know, and that, that's, my, that's my number one is, you know, um, is, is that, you know, is the people that care about me, I care about them and, and, and you know, want to keep that, 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 you know, bond and that emotion strong right to the end, you know. So, um, you know, people remember me in a positive and, you know, in a good way. So, yeah, you have to, you know, that's, that, that's what pancreatic cancer does to you. It changes your perspective on life. And, and you know, you, it's just totally different, you know. And I'm still learning, you know, I'm still learning. And, and the value that the nurses, you know, and, the, the you know, the doctors, you know, they're, they're just incredible and just really good 
you know, they, they make through this journey, they, they make the journey, you know, um, easier, you know, mm-hmm. by being candid, but also by their passion, you know, they're, they're compassionate about it, you know, which means a lot, you know, really does. And having obviously, a, you know, a, 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 someone like yourself that has been through it, you know, and, and all the good that you're doing and, and, and Project Purple, I mean, it, it means a lot, you know, when you, it's horrific to see all the, the names and the people that have passed and, and whatever, but, um, you know, we're still fighting the fight. So I have faith and hope. We're still fighting and we'll continue to fight. Yep. And, uh, I appreciate your answer. That's a, it's a hard one. And it's yeah. always one that we save for the end because we know there really isn't, you know, a, a set definition of it. And everyone's yeah. definition of it is different because everyone's experience is different, but it's mm-hmm. powerful to hear how people respond to that. Yeah. Dave, yeah. the last thing, and I know before we started recording, we, we talked about this. If mm-hmm. someone listening to this podcast has just been diagnosed or mm-hmm. has heard something here that they would love to reach out and talk to you more, what's the best way for that person to connect with you? Uh, they could, they could call me, they could text me, they could email me. Yeah. So So phone so, number So my number is two oh three six four five seven two six zero. And my my email address is Dave K C S L L C at Outlook dot com. Awesome. And th- those are my uh and I will respond. I, I get online, and you know, uh, every, almost every day. So, um, and and I'll gladly talk to talk to someone and, and help them. I mean, that that would that's part of the journey, and and I have no problem doing that. You know, and I would appreciate that, and and help wherever I can. You know, nobody should be alone. You know, and and, and during this time, and, and a lot of times you need to talk. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, uh, and I'm there, and I and and I would have no problem doing that and helping someone. Well, Dave, thank you for being a guest on the Project Purple podcast, yep. for sharing your journey. Thank you. And just you know, we've we've become friends, and mm-hmm. you know, to hear your story and uh, your positive attitude is is pretty amazing. So I, I appreciate I that. Commend you for that, for having that outlook, and for continuing to fight. You know, you and I check in pretty regularly, and mm-hmm. you're always so excited to tell me how many rounds oh, of yeah. chemo oh, yeah. you're doing, <laughs> which I love hearing because you know, for, uh, you know, hopefully our audience gets us. It, it just the positivity and you telling when you came when we saw each other in the parking lot walking into the building today. You said, "I'm on thirty. I'm going for thirty rounds." Oh, you're yeah. so excited about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. For that's all. hope. That's the hope part of it. You know. And you just can't, you know, you're having that next one, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to come out and, and, you know, and just hope that, you know, you hear some positive news, you know, about, about the disease and, and some, some of the events that are taking shape to eradicate it, you know, and I'm, uh, I, I still hold out that hope. Well, there's a lot happening and, you know, we're, we're working really, really hard. So. Thank you for being on the podcast. And as we say, that's a wrap of another episode of the Project Purple Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please follow us wherever you listen to the podcast. And until next time, be safe. And thanks again for listening. (laughs) 